Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be discussing some of the major 2023 predictions. So keep in mind that when we are looking for overarching themes, kind of collective consciousness, world affairs, the economy, what we're focusing on as a whole, we're really wanting to pay attention to the slower moving planets. And so traditionally in Vedic astrology, what we're really paying attention to in order to make some of these larger scale predictions are going to be the planets of Saturn, Jupiter, Rahu, and Ketu. So Saturn is the planet of karmic retribution. It represents limitations, obstacles, difficulties, challenges, restriction, but it also reveals where hard work is paid off and it can also bring harmony to karmic influences from the past. It can help us alleviate karma as well. Saturn has a massive impact on the economy. And again, global affairs, what we are focusing on collectively. Jupiter is the planet of expansion, growth, optimism, grace, you know, anything that's like blessed or beneficial. Jupiter offers that protection, right? And Jupiter's constantly wanting to expand and offer gifts for the sheer opportunity to give. It's this very generous, sweet beneficial planet. Jupiter is seen as the great benefic, while Saturn is seen as the great malefic, though you all know how I feel about Saturn. I love Saturn. It's just a little bit harsher in its lessons, right? That's important to note as well is that both of these planets offer us something. Jupiter tends to offer knowledge through grace and through opportunity. Saturn offers wisdom through lived experience and maybe some challenges, but either way, we're going to be learning and we're going to be gaining through both of these planets on an individual level, again, as well as collectively. It's very important to note that Jupiter and Saturn also, of course, both affect the government, the economy, world, global affairs. Okay. Rahu and Ketu, or the North and South Node, if you're more familiar with the Western system, they are the karmic axis. They bring so much karmic influence to the surface. Big time, right? I mean, whenever I'm making global events, Rahu and Ketu are really the first things I personally look at. Because wherever they're transiting, there are going to be issues in relationship to those signs that come up for all of us to reckon with. And of course, wherever these planets are transiting for us in our birth chart, that will have a profound effect as well. So today, we're going to be spending a lot of time focusing on Saturn, Jupiter, Rahu, and K2. Hear me out. I know that most Vedic astrologers don't use the outer planets of Pluto, Neptune, or Uranus, but I was taught to use them. I find that these planets are very important especially when making global events. So as I was mentioning, the slower a planet moves, the more of an impact it has on the collective. And so Jupiter and Saturn, they're going to affect the culture, the climate, themes happening globally, what we're focusing on, the economy. The outer planets 
of Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus. These are generational planets. If we're thinking about Gen X, Gen Z, millennials, all of us were raised with different value systems, different ideologies, different technologies, different approach approaches to the world. And so these outer planets, they really have an impact on uh, generations, but then also these larger themes that are occurring to create certain value systems or ideologies or things that we're focusing on. So today in this podcast, we are going to be focusing on Saturn, Jupiter, Rahu, Ketu, and then we will spend time focusing on the outer planets as well because I do believe that they are profoundly important and some of the predictions I've made have involved the outer planets. So we'll get into all of that. Before we really dive into the content, I want to remind you all that this is all from a Vedic sidereal perspective. So everything that I'm talking about today is going to be using the Vedic sidereal system of astrology, which is different than the Western tropical system. So if you'd like to learn more about the differences between these two systems, please go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on media and then astrology now, and you'll find a podcast embedded there. If you'd like to calculate your birth chart, go to my website, go to offerings and then chart, and you'll find a free chart calculator as well as playlists available that will teach you more about the houses, the signs, the planets, nakshatras, whatever it is that you are curious about. So Let's go ahead and dive into this incredible year of 2023. On a few of my previous podcasts in 2023 so far, we have discussed Saturn in Aquarius, but for the sake of this podcast, I am going to spend some time focusing on Saturn in Aquarius again, talking about some of the research that I found while looking into this transit. And I also want to say that please remember, I mentioned this already, please remember that these transits will have an impact on us as well. So the last time that Saturn had a big transit was in 2020, Saturn entered the sign of Capricorn. And of course, we saw a monumental shift in global affairs and in our own personal lives. A new point of focus occurred. I have a friend He's in Sati Sati. Saturn has been transiting his fourth house. And I was like, oh, Saturn was transiting your fourth house for the last, you know, two and a half, three years. And he's like, oh, that was why I moved so many times. Yes, Saturn was transiting his fourth house. The fourth house is home, real estate, property. That is where Saturn impacted him, right? If you were a Libra ascendant in Vedic astrology, that's going to be the case. If you are, or you know, if you weren't moving a lot, it could have been a home renovation, wealth put into homeland, real estate property. It could have brought extra attention to your mother, could have also brought attention to vehicles. You know, cancer ascendant, it was all about relationships and personal affairs, right? We've kind of reviewed this on previous podcasts, but just a reminder. So Again, for the last couple of years, Saturn has been in Capricorn, and Capricorn is the sign of the economy, of finances, of government structures, and we've seen a lot of emphasis here. Of course, the outer planet of Pluto entered Capricorn as well, which has been monumental and will continue to be monumental, particularly for the United States. Right, So if Capricorn is the sign of government structures, finances, and economy, and Pluto is this planet of death and rebirth, we are seeing so much 
happen, not only in the United States. When we look at what's happening with the kingdom in England, right? Wow, what a shift. What a monumental change in their structure. When we're thinking about finances, there's been this large emphasis on cryptocurrency, and there's also been new ways to invest money like NFTs. I think that we'll continue to see these shifts and changes. So Pluto and Capricorn, Pluto and Capricorn will be occurring until January of 2040. So as Pluto is in Capricorn, I really do anticipate this continued shift in government, continued shift in government structures, focus on global economy, focus on currency and wealth. Okay, so that's Pluto and Capricorn. Going back to Saturn, Saturn transits a sign every two and a half years. Saturn has also been in Capricorn since 2020. Now Saturn is going to move into Aquarius. And so Saturn hasn't been in Aquarius for 30 years. The last time that Saturn was in Aquarius was about 30 years ago. The time before that was about 60 years ago. And Aquarius is the sign of humanity. It's the sign of coming together. Humanitarian efforts, hopes and wishes for the future. Aquarius is ruled by Saturn in Vedic astrology, and the secondary ruler is Rahu. And Rahu offers this very futuristic energy to Aquarius, this very rebellious energy to Aquarius. So Aquarius is very revolutionary. It's very rebellious. It likes to think outside of the box. It likes to push social norms. It likes to question the status quo. Aquarius does not like to accept anything at face value. It always likes to ask why. It likes to do research. It likes to go deeper. And while doing research on Saturn and Aquarius to see what was happening the last few times that Saturn made this transit, there were a lot of pushes for equality, for harmony. I think about this transit as power to the people. Whenever there was a large push in the civil rights movement, when people came together to protest wars, Saturn was in Aquarius. It represents people coming together for a greater cause, for to represent a value system. And I've got to say, to be frank, this combination of Saturn and Aquarius, it really does seem to promote push back against government forces, push back against elite forces. So I do believe that during this transit, it will be until March of 2025. I do believe that we'll see people coming together to represent something greater than themselves. Of course, just a few days after Saturn entered Aquarius, we saw all of this upheaval in Peru. And this is the type of thing I'm talking about. I think that I will say, right, when doing research with Saturn and Aquarius, I did see people coming together to promote harmony, to promote equality in a peaceful way with peaceful protests, trying to make a difference in that manner. But I also saw a lot of rebellions, rebel groups, violent rebel groups around the world. So Again, during this period of time, I think that we can expect calls for peace. I think that we can expect calls for treaties, supporting the underdog, trying to make reparations, trying to bring justice to injustices. And I also believe that we will see 
uprisings, rebellions, and people acting in a revolutionary manner. So this is really what I see for Saturn and Aquarius. There is this emphasis on justice and equality. Imagining a world outside of social norms is a note that I took. And something else that I noticed was justice coming to injustices from the past. So again, this could be in regards to reparation, trying to make things better. I also believe that there will be an emphasis on humanitarian action and just making things more equal in general. And if there were cases in the past or injustices made in the past that perhaps had been forgotten about, I think that they may come up. We may see court cases emerge or people who got away with something, right? More evidence coming up to bring justice to these situations. Global alliances and connections may be changing. A theme for Saturn and Aquarius as well, because Aquarius has this futuristic way about it, very eclectic, um, also an emphasis on technology. I think that we are going to see so many amazing new technological advancements. There is an asterism within Aquarius called Shadabisha, the hundred healers. I think that we're going to see a lot of technological advancements in regards to health and wellness. There are actually a lot of transits this year in 2023 that relate to health, wellness, and life extension. So this may be a little redundant, but this is what I have for Saturn in Aquarius. The final thing I'll say about this is that we are also having a study sati for the United States. That means that the moon is in Aquarius for the chart of the United States. As Saturn transits over the moon, of course, this is going to bring about pressure, responsibility. It may bring about some obstacles and limitations. So I do believe that the United States is in for some pretty significant shifts and changes. I was mentioning Pluto earlier. Pluto and Capricorn will impact the world. Uh, globally, it's going to have an impact on the economy and um, the government. But for the United States... We're having a Pluto return next year in 2024. The degrees will be exact. We've never had one before. Unprecedented territory. I think it's going to be a really interesting time. Okay, so this is something to just keep in the back of your mind. And I post on Instagram about this too pretty regularly. If y'all are interested, it's astrology now underscore podcast. And if you're interested in how Saturn and Aquarius will impact you, I did post a podcast on this already. And if you want anything more in depth, patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. I do all of the major transits for the signs. So the next transit that I'd like to talk about is Rahu in Ashwini Nakshatra. So Rahu has been in the sign of Aries since March of 2022. And some of the major predictions I made for 2022 were based off of Rahu and Aries. The nakshatra in Aries called Barney relates to women, women's related issues, and reproduction. It is literally symbolized by a yoni, female reproductive organ. I made the prediction well in advance that we were going to need to focus on women and women's related issues, and there may be an emphasis on birth. There may be an emphasis on reproduction, and then sure enough, there was. Rahu and Ketu are the karmic axis. Wherever they're transiting, they're going to bring up these karmic matters. So now Rahu will move out of the nakshatra of Barney, which is in Aries, right? Just a reminder that the nakshatras are asterisms held within a sign. 
So we have the 12 signs and then we have the 20 nakshatra, excuse me, the 27 nakshatras within a sign. So in the sign of Aries, we have the three nakshatras of Kritika, Barni, and Ashwini. And so Rahu is moving out of Barni and into this nakshatra of Ashwini from February 6th of 2023 until November 29th of 2023. So this is a, this is another really big shift. It's going to change kind of what we're focusing on. And so Ashwini is the first nakshatra of the zodiac. It represents pioneering, impulsivity, moving forward, being courageous, being ambitious. But there is this impulsivity to it. There is almost this childlike immaturity to it because it's the baby of the zodiac. It's the first. That being said, an emphasis on babies. This is going to come up a lot. This is a theme that I'm seeing for 2023. Just kind of hold that on the back burner because I'm going to talk more about it later. Ashwini, the deity associated to Ashwini are the Ashwin Kumaras, which are the physicians of the gods. Natural health, natural healing, holistic wellness, herbal remedies. We're going to see a focus here for sure. I think there's going to be so much more push towards natural ways of achieving wellness, more of a focus on functional medicine. The Ashwin Kumaras are also associated to animals and astrology. And so when I think about astrology, perhaps there's going to be more people interested in spirituality and astrology. I think that we'll see that uh, with our Neptune transit as well. More people focused on uh, spirituality, perhaps searching meaning beyond. But I also think there's going to be a focus on space travel exploration. There may even be new technologies with traveling in general. So Ashwini is highly associated to traveling as well. So, you know, maybe there may be new breakthroughs with Tesla or, you know, when we think about electric cars or these new ways of traveling, there may be new breakthroughs here and new ideas. There may also be athletic breakthroughs, people achieving things physically that have never been done before or breaking world records. Life extension, again, comes up here focusing on youth, uh, reversing aging. You know, this is like a thing right now. Um, it may become more prevalent in health and wellness in general. I also want to mention, when I was doing research... Ashwini itself is ruled by Ketu. Of course, Aries is ruled by Mars. This combination is very hot and it's very explosive. I do think that we'll see some issues related to heat, fire, and explosives. I think that we're going to have a pretty hot summer. I think that we may have some issues involving heat. I do think that there may be some unexpected fires happening, so please all of us be mindful. And I think that there could be violence. So later in the year... We can continue to talk about this on astrology now because I'm seeing some things kind of later in the year. On a personal level, Ashwini is Ashwini in, or excuse me, Rahu and Ashwini. It's an amazing time for self improvement. Anything that's required our passion, our energy, our excitement, if there's been something that really moves us from the heart, this is an amazing time to make it happen. And Ashwini can have that impulsivity. So if there is something that you're really excited about, that you're really passionate about, make sure to also give yourself those actionable goals, uh, steps that you can take to get there, things that will keep you disciplined because Ashwini has a tendency to not necessarily finish what it starts. And it's also, it also has a tendency to burn out. So 
if you have one of these ideas, if you have something that you're super stoked on, it's a good time to do it. Just make sure that you pace yourself, try not to get everything done at once, give yourself long-term goals and ways that you can act daily to stay consistent. Okay. Also consider ways to reduce burnout as well. An amazing time to get on a health kick and take care of your health and wellness, maybe even paying attention to diet and nutrition and these natural ways of approaching wellness. Jupiter in Aries. So we've been focusing a lot on Saturn and the movement of Saturn. Let's focus on Jupiter. So Jupiter transits a sign about once a year. Okay. So Jupiter stays in the sign for about a year. Jupiter is going to be in the sign of Aries between April 21st of 2023 until May 1st of 2024. So pay attention to these dates because we're going to talk about something here in a second that may confuse you a little bit. So just remember that Jupiter will be in Aries from April of 2023 until May 1st of 2024. And Jupiter brings that growth and expansion, luck and optimism. So wherever Aries is in our chart, this is an amazing time for that area of life to grow and expand. When I was doing research, I did actually see that Jupiter and Aries could bring growth and expansion for women. Um, of course, Aries is that sign that has the nakshatra of Barney in it. So we could see women stepping into positions of leadership, women gaining more power or control in some way. Again, this could be around the world, just more influential women kind of stepping up. Something that I noticed when Jupiter was in Aries was that this was when Occupy Wall Street started. And so I want to take a moment to think about this. So as I was mentioning, Jupiter is abundance and growth and all these amazing things. It's also the guru and who we look to for instruction. Aries is very rebellious. It's the sign of war, right? It's the sign of being a leader, of being pioneering, of being independent. That's what Aries is. It's the sign of independence. It's the sign of the self. It has this very rebellious quality to it, very fiery quality to it. So when Jupiter is in Aries, I think that there is going to be this emphasis on independence and rebelliousness. And I think that leaders as well may take on these qualities. Leaders may show up more fiery. They, sh they may show up with more passion. So you know, if you're not familiar with Occupy Wall Street, I definitely recommend looking into it. It was, it was a big deal for a while. And so Jupiter and Aries could certainly spur something along those lines. Jupiter and Aries is a time of free thinking, trailblazing. Um, for us on a personal level, it's going to affect all of us differently, of course, wherever it's transiting. But I think it's going to ignite that certain passion and that certain zeal. And I think it's going to amplify that Ashwini energy that we were talking about earlier. So for all of us, there's going to be this area of life that experiences this sudden growth and ability to expand. And it could also, of course, bring about some change and some focus as well. When Jupiter... Um, and Rahu come together, and we're going to talk about this here more in a moment, it can certainly transform our lives in significant ways. 
focusing on Jupiter and Aries in our personal life, it's also an amazing opportunity to accept leadership, to inspire others with our courageous action or our initiating spark. It's definitely not the time to be afraid to speak up for what we believe in or It's certainly not the time to be afraid to promote new or innovative ideas. So if you have a new idea in the workplace, if there's something that's exciting you or something that you feel passionate about, it's certainly the time to bring it up and to promote your ideas. Because I think that this is going to be a time where we're all a little bit more open to out of the box thinking, going against the grain, going against the norms. So definitely a time to promote those ideas if you have them. And even in your own life, right? If you're thinking about van life, do it. (laughs) If there's something that's like kind of against the social norms or there's something that is going against the grain a little bit, like do it. This is the time to just go for it. Also, again, this is a period to promote those positive health kicks. But going back to this global focus, Aries is the first sign. Has to do with children, I think that there is going to be this focus on children. I think that there could also be a focus on education, perhaps even keeping children safe in some way. When I was doing research, I noticed consistently with Jupiter and Aries, there was something around fertility or global population. Jupiter is the planet of children as well, by the way. Karka is the significator of... And so Jupiter is the karka for children specifically. And so with this transit, there could be a focus on the world population, what's happening. It's interesting because I actually saw an article the other day on China's population. And so I was just like, man, it's so interesting that these articles are kind of already coming up um, around population concerns. So I do think that this is going to be a theme for 2023. Just focus on world population, focus on fertility, focus on children. Something else to keep in mind is that Aries is the sign of war, right? And Ashwini as well has this kind of explosive energy to it. I think that there's going to be a lot of focus on firearms and gun control. And I'm wondering if these two things may overlap. Um or interact in some way. There may be some correlation between children and uh, perhaps firearms and things like that. So this is something that we will certainly want to pay attention to, but even separately, I think that there's going to be a focus on firearms, perhaps gun control, and I think that there's going to be a focus on global population and fertility. So the next thing I would like to talk about is the conjunction of Jupiter, Rahu, and Uranus. So again, earlier I was mentioning Jupiter will be in Aries from April 21st, 2023 until May 1st, 2024. This conjunction that I want to talk to you about is only occurring from April 2023 until November 28th of 2023. So it is a great portion of this year, but Jupiter will continue in Aries on its own into next year. So I just wanted to kind of draw that distinction. I know it's a little bit hard when we don't have visuals, but this combination is huge. This is really what's going to be causing those areas of our life to grow and certain events to happen in the world. And coming back to this focus on children and fertility, right? Jupiter is the karka for children. Rahu is karma. And it also is like the planet that represents smoke in the mirror. 
it can cause things to become warped or distorted in some way. And so unfortunately, the last time that Jupiter and Rahu were conjoined, this was when we had the Zika virus and the Zika outbreak. So this is something that I just want to be mindful of. Is there going to be something with like birth defects? I really hope not. I hope that that's not what happens. It may be something else that comes in regards to, again, protecting children, protecting reproduction. There could even be new innovative breakthroughs when it comes to fertility. So I know that we have IVF. There may be some new technology around fertility. I was doing a workshop the other day and I believe it was Randy, may have been Anita or Jen. Someone mentioned perhaps new methods of birth control. So we can see potential technological advancements in regards to increasing fertility or perhaps uh, birth control methods as well. But I do want to have that on the back of your mind that there could be some uh, potential issue that comes up around fertility or birth. So we should just keep that in mind. And again, I do think that we will see a ton of focus on children this year in general and perhaps children's education in general. Now, Focusing on Aries representing health and wellness, big time focus on technological advancements in regards to life extension. This is going to be, I believe, prominent this year. Jupiter is the guru or the teacher. And we're kind of in this period of time where it's like the age of self-help gurus. It's like the age of YouTube teachers and Instagram influencers This is a time to be very mindful with potential misleading gurus or guides. This is definitely a time to be extra cautious about who we are taking instruction from. We should always be mindful about who we're taking instruction from. But again, because Rahu can have this little edge of deception, this little, you know, kind of smoke in the mirror effect, we should be even more mindful and we should be very sincere in our own teachings and in our own ability to support others on their path in whatever way that shows up for us, whether we be parents, teachers in a school place, if we're instructing people in a workplace, however we are teaching and guiding and mentoring, we should show up with authenticity and sincerity. And on the other hand, depending on where this is happening for you, it could certainly bring a new teacher into your life that is very impactful and very significant. We just, again, always act with discernment. And there are a few people that come to mind. I don't want to call anyone out. There have been a few people under investigation recently for malpractice. And it's it's stuff like that. You know, we're, we're in an age where... We can learn a lot and we can be influenced easily through social media, but we may not really know a lot about that person. We may not see how they operate in real life or what their real values are. And so please do be mindful. Um, I think all of us, anyone who's spent a lot of time in the spiritual community or has had significant mentors and teachers, all of us kind of know what this looks like. But if we're newer to the community, we may not know the signs. So you know, heavily research and look into the people you're taking instruction from. Jupiter is also the planet of currency and wealth. Remember, Jupiter has so much to do with the economy. Rahu is super futuristic. I think that we will see even more focus on cryptocurrency or futuristic ways of managing or investing wealth and finances. I could be wrong about this, but it could also bring some expansion to the economy. I know it may 
It may not look like that right now, but notice between April and November, there may be some growth and expansion here. And again, there is, I believe, this focus on futuristic ways of investing. And there could also be growth in the stock market specifically here in the United States. We've spoken about the firearms and weaponry. I think that that's going to be a focus continued. And this is a very rebellious combination with Jupiter and Rahu both in Aries. This is very rebellious. I think that there are going to be people who are really standing up for what they believe in, really vocalizing their opinions, and there could also be some tendency towards civil disobedience during this time. This is what I wrote down on my notes. There could be some sudden events because Jupiter will be transiting with Uranus, and Uranus represents those kind of sudden unexpected events. Rahu can have that influence as well. So there are going to be, there's going to be more of a tendency to have sudden events occurring when it comes to fires or explosions, kind of like this heat-related these heat-related matters that we've been discussing. But on a positive note, this definitely brings an emphasis to individuality. It's an amazing time for our own sense of self-expression and seizing personal freedom. There are so many things that happen subconsciously that get us to act in alignment with a norm, right? Like when it comes to how we dress or when it comes to how we act or how we live our life or our opinions, it really like society has an impact on that in a significant way. This is an opportunity to really come home to ourselves and make sure that our way of life is authentic to us. Not being afraid to trailblaze, not being afraid to be a leader or to be a trendsetter or to inspire somebody else. It's staying in tune with what's real for us and being courageous enough to take those steps. This is what Jupiter and Rahu in Aries can certainly do for us. It's also an amazing time for self-discovery and diving deeper. If you've been wanting to do coaching, some sort of self-discovery program, if you've been wanting to take a course or even go to therapy or do something that promotes your own self-discovery, this is an amazing time. A note that I took is that it is an important time not to become too egoistic or self-centered. Aries can be a little self-centered. So definitely seize that personal freedom. Allow yourself to grow and expand. Allow yourself to move with your inspiration. Just be a little bit mindful not to act too egotistically. So those are the notes that I have for Jupiter and Rahu. So the final transit I want to talk about is Neptune in Pisces. So Neptune in Pisces is going to be happening between February 18th, 2023 until February 6th, 2037. So this is another big transit. And just really quick, I just want to kind of bookmark and review everything. Fertility, children, firearms, <laughs> health and wellness, space discovery, travel, technological advancements. These are going to be some things. Okay. So Pisces is this sign that has a lot of dichotomy to it. It's the final sign. So it represents liberation as in spiritual transcendence, but it also represents escapism. During this period of time, I do believe that we will see a lot of people lean into spirituality for truth, but we also need to be so mindful of people trying to numb out, escape through drugs, um, you know, escape through negative patterns, habits, addictions. 
I think that we're going to see both, right? Neptune in Pisces, it's really wanting us to alter our state of consciousness in some way, which again, it can be achieved through our spiritual practices, but there are these other ways that we might seek that as well. So if we have a tendency towards addiction or escapism, any bad habits that we're not super excited about, this is definitely the time to be really careful and to have ourselves you know, on a plan to lean more towards in our spiritual self, positive habits, you know, meditation, mindfulness, spirituality. It's just a good time to remind ourselves to lean into those areas. There may unfortunately be some new thing, right? Like fentanyl has been a thing recently. That's an awful, super awful. I've heard so many awful things about fentanyl. There may unfortunately be more things like that coming up, but on the positive side, I think that we'll see this push towards spirituality, but I also think that we'll have breakthroughs in regards to functional medicine, holistic wellness, and a focus on healing through psychedelics, perhaps. I think that we'll see an increase in research with things like psilocybin, um, different plant medicines. I think that we'll see breakthroughs with psychedelics that could potentially support people in a really meaningful way and also can be used in a way that is helpful and supportive. Um, you guys know me, I'm like somehow incredibly conservative, but then also completely open-minded. I've never explored psychedelics, <laughs> but I hear amazing things and there's amazing things coming out in the research. And so if there's a way to help people and heal people and support people with these things, I think it's an amazing advancement. And Neptune in Pisces, it has that type of energy. It has that desire to explore these ways of healing. So exploring psychedelic healing is a note that I made sure to put here. I also think that there will be issues surrounding water. Of course, Neptune has to do with water and oil and Pisces is the depths of the ocean. You know, it's the most watery water sign. <laughs> and so I do, I do, I think that we'll be um, focusing a lot on the global water supply, water related issues and issues related to oil for sure. New heights with digital reality or things that are not real, but seem real. So VR has been, you know, I think a recent craze. It's been something that's, that's growing in popularity and there may be pushes towards social media. That's VR. I think that I've heard a bit about this through, <laughs> I always forget the name. It's like a, it's like a mental block. I'm not a fan of VR. <laughs> I would rather just do things in real life, but I also understand the appeal. I know a lot of y'all love VR. I think it's very interesting and cool. Meta, this is what I was thinking about. I think it was Zuckerberg. He has this idea for this new virtual reality system. I think that we'll see a, a pull towards this because Neptune is something that appears real, but is not real. Virtual reality is literally the definition of that. And so I do think that we will see new and innovative ways to connect. And I think that there will be new and innovative ways to explore an alternate reality. Maybe even new ways of entertainment that involves virtual reality. 
On a personal level for Neptune in Pisces, I have the reminder to avoid escapism or overindulgence. It is the time to lean into our meditation practices and spiritual practices and an awesome time to learn about signs, symbols, occultism, astrology, tarot, mysticism. It's such a mystical time, such an amazing time. So Neptune in Pisces, it really can increase that energy and even open the door for us if we've been hesitant. And so keep in mind, Pisces is in all of our charts somewhere, wherever Pisces is for us, Neptune will certainly have an impact on that house as well as any planets associated with that house. And the best way, of course, to learn how this will impact you is to get a reading. And if you're interested in booking a reading with me, you can go to innerknowing.yoga and then offerings and then readings will be available. So this is 2023 at a glance. Some of the major transits, I am really excited to share this. And I'm also just really excited to see where the year goes. I think it's such an amazing time for growth and expansion and these new amazing pioneering ideas. I'm really interested to see what ends up happening with health and wellness. I'm very passionate about natural healing. I don't know if you'll know that. I don't really talk about it that much, but I see a functional medicine practitioner and it completely changed my life. I had no idea that I had so much control over my health using food alone. Absolutely amazing. I think that more knowledge and education will surround this. I think that there will be much more education around natural ways of healing and just how much control we we really do have. And so that's really exciting. The life extension portion, I think is really exciting space exploration and new ways of traveling. I'm also looking forward to, and of course this, you know, this emphasis on firearms and kids. I think that these are two really hot topics and I was talking about this in the workshop. Again, we did like a month by month breakdown and later in the year in 2023, there seems to be some intensity and when we know that periods of intensity are coming, it's, it's going to require certain events to set that into action. So I do imagine that some of these hot button issues are going to come up pretty strongly in 2023 that may result in some of that later. So it is something to keep an eye on and to be mindful for ourselves. Something else that I thought was really important to talk about is this emphasis on resisting polarity. This is an amazing year because Saturn is an Aquarius. It's the time to kind of come together and combine forces, but there are always going to be opposing viewpoints and there are always going to be differences. And I can guarantee you, I have people that I've worked with for years. There are definitely things that we don't see eye to eye on, but then there are things that we absolutely see eye to eye on. And there are friends in my life who are very close to me, who we definitely do not see eye to eye on every single thing. And we don't need to, right? And so I think that it's important to move into this year as hopefully perceiving the majority of people as a potential friend, as a potential ally, and just really working to approach others with curiosity and open-mindedness and When it comes to what we were discussing earlier, it's like how we live our life and how we make our decisions, it is influenced subconsciously by different messages that we receive. It's the same thing that happens with our opinions. 
right? So, so many of our opinions are formulated by things that we hear, things that we see. So this is an amazing time to really sit and think critically and really work to come together and to find commonality and to find connection over that sense of divisiveness. So I hope that you all have an amazing year. I'm really looking forward to staying up to date on this podcast because of course, as we move month to month, we're going to have more specific predictions coming out. Again, if you'd like to follow me on Instagram where I do post relatively regularly about astrology. It's astrology now underscore podcast. My website is innerknowing.yoga and my Patreon is patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is astrology now. Thank you so much. Thank you.